0: again same day welcome everybody to the city of geek and podcast episode 10 episode 10 holy shit blimey we've done it now we can stop (laughs) no (laughs) No. um yeah so 10 episodes in and we're still going strong still in isolation now do you
1: know what we haven't done in this podcast and we haven't done in the last one we've not done our intro we usually do what's that what Hi guys, welcome back to the City of Geek Podcast. My oh yeah. Name is Will. <laughs> yeah, I'm joined <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ryan. That's alright. We had it was a special occasion last yeah. week, Yeah. We it's been a while. We had again. the news episode with the um, and the COVID nineteen intro. News intro.
0: Yeah, and we still got this one as well. So anyway, yeah, my name's Ryan and I'm your host and we're joined with my co host, as you can already tell.
1: <laughs> Hello. Man.
0: Will. Um, um this is a special episode we're gonna be doing today because we are gonna be talking about D and D, as you can see in the title. Dut and duh. Dut and duh for dummies. Well Well I mean
1: D and Duh for Dummies by Dummies.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> it's very, probably
1: the more correct well, title. Yeah,
0: because we're the dummies make it so we just call this Dungeons and Dragons Done by Dummies. Dut dun yeah, D and D Done by Dun.
1: This is gonna be a very specific nerdy episode.
0: Yeah, because we have been playing D and D for a year, just over a year. Just oh, over yeah. a year. Yeah, so much has happened. I've created three characters. Uh, you are in the current of trying to become a dungeon master.
1: I am creating my own homebrew world. Yes, <laughs> and to you're running a campaign in.
0: You are. Well, you've created loads and loads of stuff from what I've seen. You've like sprinkled a little bit of hints here and there, like creating sub races, sub classes.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really this whole this whole world building thing is a really interesting position to be in. Mm. Um, and I need I need to talk to our DMP about this because I'm sure he was in the same position. Yeah. But I'm like buzzing with stuff that I just want to tell people. But you can't. But I can't because well, yeah, yeah, it yeah, will yeah. ruin everything, or it will. Maybe not ruin everything, but it will, it will it spoil the that. mystique yeah, yeah. of everything when it, it gets revealed. It's real good. When whoever plays the game will play. I hope you will be Oh, I definitely it. will be,
0: because I'm dying to play more in D&D. Hence, doing this podcast, where we're going to be talking about your world that you've built. Not necessarily given in specifics, but like the process of making a world. Uh, maybe hint about like our campaign that we're doing currently, with your character and my character. What characters? Yeah. What characters I've made. And we're gonna probably make another character as well because, yeah, because three is not enough for me. I've got my main character that I have is Prutha, the uh, half-orc, that is a gladiator, um, and also was he? Was Oh yeah, he's a fighter and a bar- fighter barbarian. Fighter barbarian, my class. That's so meaty and tasty. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Uh, and also, I've like just in the inevitability that he somehow passes on. Uh, I made a backup character called Galen Mordo. The what was it elf? Such a cool name. It's Galen so Mordo. cool. I love Galen.
1: Galen. Galen Mordo. Galen Mordo. Uh, terrible accent. You've got to make him Scottish. Haven't I've you? Got, you got to make him Scottish. Him
0: um, yeah, and he's or Irish or Galen Mordo. Galen Mordo. <laughs> Galen Mordo. Uh, so I apologize to any Irish and Scottish listeners. Um, yeah, so he's going to be the backup. He's a source for elf, half elf. No, he's an elf eh?
1: Uh, I can't remember what you. We've choice. got him on It was one or the other. It, I, think, yeah. I think he's an elf,
0: because he can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah, he's an he elf. He doesn't need sleep. He is an elf. Yes. Um And then I made a third character for like one shots, just in case I'm just bored and whatever. And I made a dragonborn uh, rogue, which is interesting.
1: What was he before a rogue?
0: He was um, fuck. He was the, the ranger, which he was, I was a ranger. Way, yeah. Which I was like ah, it's a bit too too bog standard. I Rangers are boring yeah
1: I realise which is why I'm writing a new subclass for them in my world yeah, because yeah. I want to make them more interesting um,
0: so I, yeah I made that character he's called Nidiris Nidiris Nid- Nid- yeah N- him Nidiris Nid- 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 I should Nid- notice Nid- he's my character um, and then today I would very much like for your world because you've like, done a lot of backstory into specific
1: races I'd like to do a Goliath monk you settled on a Goliath monk I've for my settled campaign, having that, year. yeah, 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 which is really interesting because Goliaths are not usually considered monks. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually chosen for barbarians and fighters yeah. because of their big, beefy build. But I, I find it really interesting that you're going to be like this because I just like looked through monk as
0: a, as a class or whatever, and I was like, I've seen a lot of stuff that is quite ridiculous here.
1: It's it's a fun class to play. It,
0: yeah, just and you just use fists. You don't need gonna be, weapons or you're anything. You're
1: gonna be silent, graceful, and composed, but ginormous. Yes. I I'm love l- it.
0: I'm like Thanos, but without the rage. Basically. And the murder. And just a I'm a Zen Thanos. And the thing Xanos. on Xanos.
1: The... <laughs> it's a little bit on the nose, oh, Fuck.
0: Than Thanzen.
1: So, let's cast our minds back. Yep. Because we've rambled a bit and we might have lost the audience.
0: Sorry. Well, not sorry. If you if you like D&D you probably carry on.
1: Yeah. But Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, is a game that I had not heard of and well, I I had heard of, but I'd not fully understood it until about a year or so ago when we sat down for our first game.
0: Yeah yeah I knew of it and the, like, the closest thing I sent of it was like in the first episode or episodes of like Stranger Things when they were playing Dungeons and Dragons I was just like bloody nerds <laughs> like Dungeons and yeah, Dragons yeah because I bloody
1: I, I never really knew anyone and I'm thinking you're the same I never really knew anyone growing up that played it mm. and yeah and lo and behold our dungeon master at the moment Pete who is our good friend he comes along and he'd been playing one while at uni with our flatmate Ed and our good friend Ed yeah. and a couple of his guys he knew at uni uh, Nathan and Chris mm. uh, who played who are, well one of them is still playing with us
0: yeah well but one of them he started then he left and mm-hmm. our most current session that we've had he's, he's come back he's come back well, well legend it's great so the party of three has become well, a he again? he's a he's lizard folk he's a lizard folk and he's also cleric, a cleric which is what we desperately which is he very did. useful <laughs> because your character let's talk about your character Who's well it? I was
1: just going to say do you remember how you how Pete asked you
0: um, he meant I can't remember exactly but he was just like yo if you want to play D&D it's yeah. good fun and I was like alright just no idea what I'm doing you were, you were so in the I, same
1: frame as mine as me because I, yeah. I was just we were just I've been working Truffle Hunter doing boring shit yeah. you were working your stuff living at home we were both living at home still before we moved to Bristol mm. and he was just like oh there's yeah this th- really awesome game we played a campaign now I'm going to dungeon master and I would like more people at the table mm. whether that be the virtual table or the real table um, yeah discord is very good it's very useful when everybody lives in different places yeah um, but he was like I, I want more I think he was like I, w- I would like to get more people playing mm. have you ever played do you want to play and I had a knee jerk reaction because I was just I'd never researched D&D at all as no. I said I never knew anything about it and I just went, yeah, fuck it, why not?
0: Yeah, I was like, let's just do it, because I have no yeah. idea what I'm doing. And I went around to his house, and he just went through it, like, base by base, and we were made a character. And... Our
1: characters were made on the same day. Yes, I remember. Was it... Because he came round mine straight after Straight it, after I uh, yeah, to he do, made mine. To create pop-ups. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, so... Yeah, I was just like... The reason why I made Pruther to start off was because I wanted someone quite... Not basic, but someone easy to understand, and someone that... For example, if we go to like Destiny, like the game, you have like those sort of classes and I was always the Titan, the one that just like went in face first, knuckles ready, <laughs> beat the shit Smash out of me. <laughs> yeah, I am the smasher. I am the first line of defence.
1: Um, so yeah, it's simple to use and you s- oh, I love that character so much. We'll get into them more in a minute. But mm. I, I mean, I, th- this, is, this is really weird because and I think Pete would say the same d d has literally been a revelation in my
0: life.
1: Like, Same. It's literally been one of those things where I, I sat down and I, I remember when we sat down for the first session mm. over Discord and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so... Like, Same. There was times where I was like, hang on, like, am I on? rolling the right
0: dice? Am I doing, like adding stuff up properly? And yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm not really that much of a role player. That's why like in a lot of sessions that we do, I'm more of like the quiet one. I don't really say it a lot. It fits
1: with your character though as well. Yeah. Like, which I think is good. But I... Which is funny, because I was about to talk about the role-playing aspect. Mm. But through D&D and through Pete's dragging us into this world, I've been introduced to Critical Role and other shows. And those of you who float in D&D circles will know that, at the moment, D&D is on a bit of a rise. Since the release of 5th edition, it's becoming more widely... Um, like a lot more memes to do than yeah it's becoming a lot more widely played by people and people are actually well maybe not more widely played but people are talking about the fact they play it now hmm. um, and there are many great role playing games out there and I look forward to expanding my horizons to them Yeah, but D&D being the main one is kind of with the kind of the boom and, and shows like Critical Role or High Rollers that I know is one that's a UK based team who does yeah. it here people streaming D&D people talking about D&D more has kind of led to this massive boom and we've, we've kind of been part of it although we didn't know it at the time but we are now yeah. being introduced to this great game that is so fun and it's, it's, it's a something lot of fun. that it's everybody should play so much imagination and
0: even if you don't necessarily want to play the game itself making a character is so much fun as well oh yeah
1: and it, the thing I love about it is there's so many facets to this game like you said mm. it yourself Some people might not be massive role players. That doesn't necessarily really matter. You can do a bit of role playing, but you don't don't have to fully commit to that. Mm. Because there's plenty of other things in the game that you know, being there with your friends, having a laugh, chatting, going on an adventure. The combat itself is a whole other thing Uh, that is great.
0: The amount of funny scenarios we've gotten ourselves (laughs) in. Right, so, yeah, I'd like to get onto that very quickly. So, like, just explain your character real quick of who he is and so we, we
1: jumped into this party of five people pete yep. was our dm so he was the sixth but there were five of us to begin with woke up in a dungeon i never had played before yeah um i don't about like you but i was one of the last people to create a character and i remember talking with him and i was like i kind of want to experiment with magic and he was like that might be a good idea because the other guys haven't really delved yeah. into magic that much it's the reason
0: why I didn't want to go into magic because there was a lot to do with magic and I was like a bit overwhelmed yeah. but now that I've known it a bit more I I've... was a
1: li- I was a, I, I felt like that when I first when he handed me the book and I flicked through it but now I fully understand it yeah, I, yeah like I was like oh no I really I really like the idea of playing a class that isn't necessarily a fighter mm. but somebody who can be the main magic be user Yeah. support yeah um, so and big up all the bards out there because I'm a bard oh yes
0: (laughs) he is one of the greatest bards popos I am a
1: gnome bard
0: gnome popos
1: uh, is a sailor or was a sailor as a background yeah 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 and uh, yeah bard college of law Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of the main spellcaster of the group yes and the other reason I chose a bard is that it's one of the support classes Mm -hmm. a similar thing to you you were saying about you always play the characters that rush in first the brutes and the kind of frontline muscle yeah. i'm always the sorcerers and the support characters and the ones that are kind of like the battlefield
0: overseers. area of effect and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah They're kind
1: of sta- almost stand in the middle of the of the the troop and lend support where they can yeah um and bard's just happen to be one of the classes that is kind of a support class so yeah. um it's been really fun so there, you... there's me who's a bard mm-hmm. you started out as the fighter yep and then we have uh Ed who is the rogue. He he's um, a piece of shit. <laughs> Every rogue's a no, piece. No,
0: I, I, I love his character <laughs> because well he's called Hobspawn and he's a he's a human well, humans are not a good race. One. But he's one. He's a human rogue and the fact well we now nick him nickname him Nobspawn because <laughs> he's a knob basically he just, he, just is. he just is so we the amount all, what I was saying earlier the, the, the really really funny moments that we've had it's just all most of them from have him. come through him 99% of the time yeah. it's from him yeah. and what he's done and, just,
1: and not even necessarily his fault all the time no because like, a lot of the things that Ed tries to do are, like you can see why he's doing it and then you, he just rolls he just rolls really awfully when he matters. And it's, it, it makes for yeah. so many so funny moments. The, yeah,
0: like the great thing about this game is that it's all basically chance. It's like how you attack oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And how it's a sneak dice about. game at the end. It's of a that. dice game. And yeah, so what you're meant to be good at, for, for example, like him, he's supposed to be good at stealth. He's probably the worst out of have got first. <laughs> Stealth wise. The amount of times we've had to sneak around some places and he's rolled a natural one and it just ruins everything. We'll,
1: we'll talk about it more in a minute. So good. I'll, like talk about our latest sessions. But yeah, yeah, I so there was there's there's a bard, a fighter, a rogue, and then we had Chris and Nathan who were there from the start. Yeah. Uh, Chris played a paladin. Yep. Uh, and uh, Nathan, who's come back, played a Ranger. Mm. Um, although he is now a different character entirely yeah. Um, but we'll explain that a bit more in a minute but, but that was the five of us we started out um, started playing on discord that's the wonderful thing about d d you can play it over over anywhere although anywhere. I would argue it's still better in person
0: I had so much fun in person because again sort of skipping ahead the uh, probably the best face to face session that we've had Was when we went over to our mate's house and he like made little models of ships and stuff like that, and we did like a Pirates of the Caribbean ship battle. Do you know what Um, my
1: fondest, one of my fondest memories was? Was when we gathered together for the first time, and I remember this because there were a few sessions where I wasn't there for one session, somebody else wasn't there for another session over Discord because we all had commitments that we had to do for that day. Yeah. Um, And it meant that our characters kind of took a backseat, and as a result skipping slightly ahead but uh, Nathan and Chris had to leave for other commitments so they couldn't be there so their characters kind of went away for a bit and then it was just the three of us as it has been for a while Yeah, yeah. Hobbspawn, Puther, and Popos going Mm. on a little adventure so good and I remember that first session we had in person with Pete when we ran around his house and he had the whiteboard and the city drawn out
0: yeah and we got to
1: we got to have that like Battle in the street with all those undead. Yeah. And it was the first, like, big battle we'd had in the campaign, I think. Yeah. You know, in the campaign. We had the kind of the mini fight at the start with everybody. Good luck. just me. Thank you. But it was just such a great memory, sitting there, mm. snacks out, uh, narrowly avoiding... Getting death <laughs> de- everybody dying. <laughs> wow, yeah. In what is still one of the best fights we've had, just cause of the epicness. Yeah.
0: Is that the one with Angela?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> right. I wanna, like we'll probably like skip about from like moment to moment, but this is one of the first ones where I was like, This is just such a good game. <laughs> it's cause right, so we were like in the middle of a burning city, like the city's on fire. Yeah. Like catastrophe <laughs> everywhere. It's us three versus this. Hordes, of, hordes of, of zombies and skeletons and stuff like that And we were doing pretty well at the start But we started getting overwhelmed You know, you went down unconscious a couple times I was down I don't
1: think I went unconscious in
0: that fight I think it might have been me then it was you, you were close It was you, you and were... Hobspawn I was close a couple oh, of times Oh yes, it was Hobspawn, yeah So we both were going down quite a couple times Because I remember
1: both of you being down at once Yeah, at one point.
0: and it was that moment where <laughs> both of us went down It was just you left and you were debating (laughs) whether leaving. You were debating whether going.
1: I was seriously, I was running low on spell slots. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah.
0: And then, like, there's this character that has been, like, popping in and out of our, like, campaign just ever so often. And it's almost like this, like, guardian angel. And we're, like, so mysterious and, like, who she is and what she can do. And in the, the depths of us. Losing, just about to be on the final stroke of death, this glowing light <laughs> comes from behind us. This the savior, like godlike yeah. being, comes in, and then she rolls like a four of her yeah, like, special gonna, attack.
1: Yeah, she she came in and was gonna. All these glorious moments. A, I think it was a guiding bolt or something at yeah. some and just whiffed so hard and hit a door or something it was so it was perfectly timed moments. it was like gandalf coming,
0: coming down coming back yeah
1: but if he fell off his horse and, and he it he was fell t- on his face it was so funny uh, and it was just that moment of right, right we're doing this awesome and it's
0: just those moments also where um pete because he controls everyone everyone else not just our characters and so you you just see on his face when he rolls <laughs> and he knows it's not good and he puts his hand in his head or head in his hand and we're like, oh no. <laughs> I think we've even got like screenshots of like us trying to sneak around. And I think um, some of the Hobspawn trying to do a stealth check, he rolls a natural one in all How of the. How many us... times
1: it, has it happened now? Oh, it's gotta be like three four, at least. Five? Three or four. Oh, it's something ridiculous. Cause we had we were creeping around the we went we visited an embassy that we were creeping around. Mm. and we met a dragon. Or we could have met a dragon. Could have met a dragon. Got a, got dragon a lot boy. of answers. Yeah, and he rolled a natural one and scared him yeah, off yeah scared him off Like um, teleported away it's... and then and then there was one where it was heads in I'm sure there was one before that but it was heads in hands I've forgotten mm. what that was yeah um, I think it was just a stealth check on something but well,
0: yeah but it's like um, when, it, when it goes well he is so effective and then but it's just it was the most recent the, one the most recent one the most
1: recent one was, was th- probably the most devastating
0: we, we had um, a quest to, uh, so basically we came across these villagers who have been sort of attacked by monsters and stuff like that and cultists and evil beings um, and They've been attacked. They were in very rough shape and we noticed that some of their elders have uh, been captured Some of them like really most powerful people. So our quest was to rescue them. We got uh, to the the area in which we were about to find them uh, and before we went to that area, we were like, right, hopspore, hopspore, okay. good. Go scout ahead, stuff check. Rolled a natural one, so he tripped and basically fell on his own shears. <laughs> uh, knife just drops out of his hand straight into the middle of the battlefield, giving our position away. And yeah, well, yeah. So you could probably tell where that went. All the elders ended up dead, and we failed miserably. So yeah. That that wasn't fun. That was on our like that was was year it anniversary. Was
1: the, it was the biggest fight we've had. Yeah. As far as scale goes. It couldn't have been bigger. We stood up in the fight beforehand we stood up to a giant demon and we managed to win. Somehow. Somehow.
0: Well with a with the sacrifice of Oh Edo Edo Rest is soul. Edo was a cleric uh what race was he? he was an elf. He it was, was an, an elf. NPC yeah. elf cleric that we met along the way. Yeah, and like he was like part of the tribe that we came across and we were like, okay, there's this demon that is like going around destroying everything. So let's
1: team up. And we sure we had a choice.
0: And we had the choice.
1: Do we take him or his wife?
0: Yeah. Yes. Who was a ranger. Oh. So yeah, the, the and thing turns that, out she, she was, was so pregnant. pregnant.
1: It could have gone so badly. It could have gone even worse. The fact
0: that Pete didn't even realise that as well. He wrote the character <laughs> to be pregnant. The and then gave us the option. So then when we realised that, oh yeah, so shit, if we took fucking... Alani. Alani and she died. And she died. He realised that. He was then, like, oh no. Oh no, that could have gone terribly <laughs> wrong. Um, but yeah, poor Edo. Poor he was the
1: lesser of two heartbreaks.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he was a cleric as well. It was very helpful, but like the amount of times I... Well, I mean... I started that battle by just sort of, like, going straight into the you middle. You weren't very banging. effective
1: in that battle. No, it like, no,
0: And, like, I nearly died several times, but... I
1: think just because you would, you just kept having bad luck. Yeah. Right at the end, you were think... able to get in his face and do some work. But... Yeah, but because he was so hard-hitting. Th- yeah.
0: He was so hard-hitting at the start, which
1: I guess was good, because
0: I, uh, I took the brunt of the force. <laughs> I t-
1: <laughs> Oh, it was just... Was... My heart was in my mouth for the whole time. Oh, time
0: that's happened so time. many times. Like I don't think. Well, there's that moment as well, like earlier on in our campaign where um you, we were like in the woods and we came across oh, I got the. got swallowed. Um, yeah. You got swallowed by what was it? A bush... shambling mound. Shambling mound. It's a bush monster. Bush basically. monster. Yeah, swallowed you up, and it was trying I was to unconscious escape. Unconscious. You were inside inside it. of it. Yeah, and like it was trying to I escape. Had to make death save.
1: I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I failed it as well. You had to have failed two? one and succeeded on one. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it was like you, you would. It was a trying to escape with you inside it, and it was me just clawing <laughs> away at it and hobspawn from afar using his bow and arrow. And yeah, we somehow got you out just in time, and I gave you a health potion. And you somehow survived. So like, like that was like, that was the, that
1: was the first time I would genuinely be scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah That yeah. any of us were gonna go. Well, speaking of me. the
0: final fight like that we had against uh, well when we tried to sell the elders but then they like died miserably horribly
1: Oh, the, it was There was. we were we were facing an undead horde
0: yeah which was fine a massive bone snake massive bone snake that was just a skeleton yeah basically. and then this bloody mage and, or and, it a, was. and a, a,
1: a, what was he called? A Dark Lock. Dark Lock, yeah. Um, so, just like a Dark Warlock. It started out
0: fine, even though, well, technically it was started horribly because we, all, we gave away our position, Hobspawn just started. Death for, Lock, for. I think. Yeah. And then, like, it, we recovered well. And then when we, we finally <laughs> defeated the Basilisk, I'm calling it nut now. Isn't we it.
1: managed to handle the adds and the giant snake well.
0: Yeah. And then this bloody mage just came out Tricked us all. Tricked us all. I knocked me down
1: twice or
0: once. Once knocked you down Mm.
1: twice.
0: Yeah, you got me up.
1: Hobspawn went down once, and
0: like I I didn't go down. It was in the situation where I was like, "Well, you've got to run, or I've got to sacrifice myself." Sort of situation, but we ended up running. You
1: were really considering it. I was considering sacrificing sacrificing myself to
0: get rid of this, but I'm glad I didn't because he was just too powerful. He wouldn't like even if I didn't have
1: enough. He had too much health left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your self sacrifice would have been in vain.
0: Mm. But that was good. That was a good session. But I have to
1: say that was one of my favourite moments. Looking across at you at the table, and you were seriously contemplating. Yeah. Running at him mm. and basically trying to nuke yourself and him, and I was like, "Don't yeah, yeah. do it." Don't, he's not. A, it would know, have been a good moment. But... haven't scratched him. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, it's just that was. It was really that scale fight was was brilliant, and and even though it went badly and we couldn't save people at least we got out was that the moment when we were also poisoned no that was the the demon fight that was the demon fight (laughs) yeah yeah you you and obstacle disadvantage on attacks (laughs) Uh, yeah that's what
0: made that even harder oh dear me poison's such a bitch it's uh, it's awful it sucks um so where are we at to now like we're
1: sort of just sailing across so we we got back to the ship after that day Mm. um So, managed to undo the anchor on yeah. the ship. Got attacked oh, yeah. by a couple of giant people. Yeah, we, uh, we
0: faced against some like owl bears as well. That was right.
1: Yeah, that was a that was quite a nice fight to break up. The, that was quite a RP heavy yeah. session. That, but I I like those. Sessions uh,
0: it's got my favourite character as well in this in this <laughs> ship. Doug uh, Doug <laughs> Doug the Goliath that has like minus intelligence. <laughs> like uh, Pete made this character that um, he is like beyond strong. He's like. He's the Hulk. He's basically. the Hulk and Thanos together, um, and but he's the thickest shit <laughs> you can ever see. So basically, his role on the ship is to be in the lower decks and move barrels from one side of the ship to the other, and then once he's done that, just, just do it again. <laughs> just do it. Moving back across. Yes, yeah, moving back across because just to get him he does out of the it, way. It and he blessing. does it, and it's
1: so cute. He's. I. Uh, we love Doug. Doug.
0: I love Doug. I want.
1: Do you remember in the, uh, the fight with the the, uh, the end people that you were running back up and he just forgot about you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Doug, <laughs> help we move this anchor. We finally got the anchor up. I sort of slapped him on the
0: back. And I was like, right, get up to the deck. Let's go help them. It disappeared. It disappeared. <laughs> I don't know where he went. He probably went back moving <laughs> barrels. Yeah. Ah, oh just... my word, it was funny. Doug is the best. I think we had uh, other characters that, I started off liking but ended up just sort of being annoyed that was Reggie. Do you remember Reggie? Remember Everyone Reggie. remembers Reggie. You probably don't. Um, but Reggie was this little kid, little kid that aspired to be a gladiator like me. Um, and me and Hobsbawm went into the fighting pits in the city.
1: This was during our city time, yeah. Yeah,
0: before the city burned down. Um, <laughs> and um, So this Reggie was like, ah, oh, I want to be just like you. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to be a champion or whatever. And then he just kept on at us. Just kept on like you know biting our ankles. Just be, just go away, Reggie. Just you're you're too skinny. You you no. You can't be a gladiator. Not like me because I'm amazing. <laughs> um, and then we fought in a uh, in the, a gladiator tournament, whatever, like that. Me and Hobbs won together, and we end up against this fox, this giant fox. That once I killed it, turned back into Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been a really emotional emotional moment. I think Pete intended it to be, but <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> we what? were just like. I was like fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I was like God he's dead I <laughs> <laughs> don't have
1: to deal with him anymore No, oh. but, uh,
0: Yeah it's been some really funny moments um,
1: Moral of the story is you should all play d
0: Everyone play d d
1: At least once in your life
0: Yeah So you've been trying to build a world or you are building a
1: world I am building a world so how, surely. how
0: How far in are you?
1: So maybe we should preface this by saying that D&D is about it's a, ro- or it's a role, fantasy role playing game in which you act out with your friends adventures in a world mm. a made up world and it can be one of the preset ones that are in D&D which are, there are actually quite a few different um, versions of the world that you can have and, and they've got books and books of campaigns that you can run yeah um, so many books or you can do what Pete's doing and what I'm trying to do at the moment which is you can build your own world from scratch there's a great thing about D&D it's, it's, all, it's all just imagination and yeah. inspiration
0: and also you've got to take into account like, you know, you might set out a story but the players might not want to do that story
1: just yet so you need to do sort of like preoccupied it's, side missions it's, it's long form storytelling based yeah. on players decisions it's in like the, the Witcher 3 that's what makes it so great we don't know what's going to happen session to session like, mm. we have a vague idea of the direction we're headed but the decisions we make to try and get there will change every week mm. um, you know like this week uh, just gone because um, we're playing a session on Saturday as well aren't we yes, which I'm really looking wait. forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we got, we got Nathan back
0: mm-hmm. uh, he's
1: not playing his original character he's playing a new character that we've found along our yeah. way um, as we mentioned he's playing a lizard folk cleric yeah. from far away lands but it's good that he's rejoined the party we got a fourth member again yeah yeah and the four of us are heading off to try and find <laughs> just, a wizard. <laughs> I
0: just remembered the session we just had. So like we met met Core as he's called. Yeah. Core called, um, and we we met up again with this enemy that we really screwed us over. The deathlock. Yes. The deathlock.
1: He reappeared. Yeah. And we had a and, cool, cool fight in like an old abandoned and, <laughs> castle. Well,
0: there was a moment in the fight where I was taking up hordes around me. No, actually no we went up against um the was it he brought in this us let's, weird... let's, let's
1: take let's take him through this fight right yeah okay, so we've just met Nathan's new character he's chained up and I we're, we're sort of doing this thing he's getting his gear back from the chest that was locked up and he's explaining a bit about how he's ended up in this place as well turns out same reason Everyone's, everybody's yeah. here because they've been abducted by these people these, these people who are dabbling in necromancy and stuff mm. So anyway, the winds change, mm. and there, sure enough, is Mister Deathlock himself walking mm. along the wall, uh, taunting us over what our failure of last time. Mm. And big fight ensues. Basically, bunch of zombies appear. Yeah, obviously, boys mates with him, um, and he summoned this phantom thing that was yes. like a wraith thing, um, that was meant to be, I guess, one of the people we were meant to save raised from the dead as like a phantom of Mm. their former self Um, and I was kind of panicking I have to say because we were pincered by these two entities on this wall
0: yeah 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 the
1: only way down was the staircase into the little green shrubbery bit there were a few zombies climbing over the walls and I thought I was like well we know how powerful the death lock is yes it's gonna be interesting I don't know what this other thing does (laughs) so it actually started off really well didn't it (laughs) Because Ed made a great decision. <laughs> Ed made the greatest decision of all time. You went up, grappled him. <laughs> just fuck you, gave him a hug.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're not making any spells. You're not going to screw us over this time.
1: All right. I, Ed, I just want so that... to emphasize this point because this is this is typical Hobbsport in great fashion. Oh my god. So basically, for those of you that don't understand the game, you can grapple somebody. Hmm. Uh, this thing we were fighting was like a high level spellcaster and he really dicked us over in the last fight
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so Ed's like right I'm just going to run at this guy I was tempted to as well and bear hug him and I was like oh this is a good tactic Ed and then you did the fact of the matter is that Ed managed to grapple him because he failed his save Hmm. so there he is bear hugging this guy restricting him from moving anywhere therefore moving closer Hmm. I was able to cast a spell on both of them that created a bubble of silence. Yeah, which basically meant that the deathlock couldn't cast spells because he couldn't mouth anything. Yeah. So, and I think most spells in D and and spell casting works via verbal stuff. So you need to be able to speak. So I dropped a silence bubble on him. So he's restrained and, and can't cast anything to so get out of it. This could not have gone better. <laughs> it was this a start better start. Yes. Yeah. Then you race up to this other thing. Yeah,
0: this and massive. Just go to town on it. No, well, the thing is though, just before <laughs> I went to town on him, Cor put a curse on it, so yeah. he was vulnerable to everything. <laughs> so I was welling in. I like, I didn't because I'm a, Oh yeah, you I'm took a... double damage because of it. Yeah, because I was um, a a fighter barbarian. I like in. You've in...
1: multiclassed which we'll discuss. Yeah. In a bit So
0: I like, like raged, up, made me do a little bit more damage, and I like in two hits, I got him down to like, his last leg. Which shouldn't have happened. He should have, like, I think uh, Pete mentioned that it was like, I don't know, round 12 or something like that in the fight. He was like, This is when the Phantom should have died. Like, so much longer after than we actually killed it. So, yeah, yeah, we went to town on that Phantom thing, just
1: took out. Literally two rounds. Like, one round you did a load of damage, and then I think Core finished it off.
0: Yeah. And the, the fact that Core also like did this spell that like made him have like loads of flying spirit, spirit yeah. guardian things around him, so he wasn't even touching the zombies and killing. He was them. just walking around, <laughs> he was just walking around <laughs> and murdering them. <laughs> and the fact that zombies can be so annoying with their like they can but come back to great, life. The
1: great thing about clerics as well is yeah. obviously they are built to deal with undead. Mm. So he couldn't have picked a better character for exactly. us in that so, moment. Everything's going perfect. Everything's. It could not go better.
0: <laughs> when it comes to Hopspawn's turn again, <laughs> what happens?
1: So. What? He's next to I a wall I can understand Ed's thinking. Yes. They're standing on this wall on the top of a, a castle, and he's thinking, if I throw this guy off, because he's not very well armoured, this mage thing, mm. deathlock thing. If I throw him off, he's going to take a lot of damage. Trouble is, people. The drop was only 30 feet in the game. It was nothing. Which is nothing. Which is nothing. No damage at all. So instead of just doing what he maybe should have done, which is just hold his turn and hold the restraint on him, Ed chucks this guy off the edge. Out of the silence bubble. Out of the silence bubble. Out of restraint. And he's fine. And he's fine. And, and he's he fine. takes no damage. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he takes like two damage, I think, because the floor. Like, doesn't he have like resistance to everything other than like magical and? Yeah,
1: he had resistance to all damage stuff. that isn't magical. So, so he hits the floor and he takes like three points of health damage. Yeah,
0: and we're like, oh
1: dear, right. And we're just, it was one of those moments where I just, I really wanted to say to Ed over the over the Discord, I was like, don't. Don't but at the same time I was like, i'm was like, i not gonna meta a game because yeah it's very hard on it's on very
0: there. hard not to meta a game at
1: all but it was one of those moments where it was just oh it was classic hobsport. yeah it, it was it, just it was funny, going so well funny thinking i was and like then, we, we're in a great position here let's deal with the ads deal with this wraith thing and then we can focus on the big guy as a four yeah and yeah. team up on him look like, um, i think he threw him off the edge
0: and I was like, because I'm raged, I don't take much damage. You know what? I'm going to jump off as well. Go down and, and get, and get in his did, face. Yeah, I was about to do that. And as I was just about to go head on with him, he flies up.
1: <laughs> he casts fly. He casts fly. He flies up
0: <laughs> 60 feet in the air. And I'm just like...
1: Which obviously came back to haunt him a little bit later. This was so funny.
0: <laughs> this is great a session. So, so I was stood there. The
1: hobspawn made up for his lack of... like, did. A slight error wonder, of judgment.
0: But, I want <laughs> I want to see what I did after that. So, this dude's sixty feet in the air. I'm on the floor. I cannot <laughs> swing it. In. And then I thought, I've got a hand axes. <laughs> so I look to the closest tree next to me. I try and climb up this tree. Not very far. You've got about fifteen feet. I've got the like run. ten, fifteen feet off of something. Still forty-five Nothing.
1: feet to go. Yeah. So,
0: and then I'm just like, you know, what? Like, it's going to be a disadvantage where you have to roll twice and take the lowest number. And try and throw my axe at him, and it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. That was the great thing about it. Yeah. Him. So he was like, had this bloody axe in his calf muscle. I was <laughs> flying above, and then he thinks it's a great idea to just fly off as far as he can. So he's
1: like gone from being sixty feet off the floor to a hundred and twenty. The, the feet wall the, the other side, yeah, was deeper. Obviously, deeper. As, as castles usually are. Mm. The the floor inside is higher than the floor outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a double the drop the other side. Robespierre then decides. He, uh, no, he what was it? He tries to cast a spell, but you counter it, doesn't he? I don't think I was able to counter spell or anything in this fight. It really annoyed me. I rolled re. I was annoyed this fight I rolled really low on damage the whole fight
0: yeah even with you had um, I had
1: cool lightning lightning. twice Yeah, yeah, which is a pretty big spell people which basically means those of you who don't know it's your hardest hitting hitting thing you can bring down lightning on people's head for like 10 minutes which is quite cool I had it up twice but I kept rolling really low so I was just like taking 5-6 points of damage off of him
0: when you could have been doing when I could have been
1: doing 30 as maximum damage which is but anyway it's not good
0: um, he, so he's in yeah I think he does try to do something like cast a spell but obviously it doesn't do well so he's like gloating like ah you can't bloody hit me you can't
1: what was interesting <laughs> next is he runs out of spells he runs out he runs out of spell slots <laughs> to cast things <laughs> and none of us have that hurt none of us have been down yet no Hobspawn with his measly little hand crossbow he's at disadvantage, at as, disadvantage as well at disadvantage which means he has to roll twice take the lowest number as you said yeah Decides, I'm just gonna fire at him. Gonna, just... I know that it's not gonna do much damage. He decides to go prone as well. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes it prone. Matter. It doesn't matter. Lied down on the floor he just like... led down on the floor and shot him. Shot him. The and... wizard loses concentration on fly and, and he falls hundred and twenty <laughs> feet. Yeah. And I think it did more damage <laughs> than we did to him. All fire. Oh, man, that was so funny. Um,
0: so he falls to like near enough. Like, he's not dead. Not not anywhere close to dead. I don't think but he's just stuck he's just stuck. he's stuck in this little area that he
1: can't get out of well, he's, he um, falls on the floor takes a butt ton of damage yeah can't cast any spells he's got to run away because yeah. he's not a melee character but he can't but we can't get to him because he's uh, uh, he's 60 feet on the floor yeah. and we're on top of the wall still and there's no obvious way down uh, It was. It was uh, and then we were just literally picking him off <laughs> just chin, chin. Yeah. yeah. Poking her head up. Shoot. Poking her head up, I shoot. I can't remember who got the kill.
0: It was um caught because he did the the bolt thing. A guy bolt, yes. It took his head off. That was so cool. Um but Jesus. That was one of the greatest spots we've ever done because it was just so it was the most ridiculous. It was spy. so
1: ridiculous and random, yeah. I and mean, it was it was really funny because after like the whole um after like the whole uh debacle in the square thing. Mm. <laughs> so that happened. Oh. We like I was like I was expecting this fight to be nail biting, close, and because of some bad roles and some good roles and yeah. a load of tomfoolery and um Just so bad. hatching plans and mistakes on um, Previous the, the yeah. Deathlock's part in its positioning. <laughs> It just turned into like the f- comedy, yeah. the funniest comedy fight ever. But anyway, we managed to defeat him, and we done it. That's basically where we're up to. I we think to. we we've just sort of gone and back we're to investigating that. A, a bit of a haunted mansion vibe now. Yeah, which is just just across the way from where we were. Yeah, um, and our big quest line is trying to find. We've been trying to find this wizard of ours for yeah a good ten sessions now. This is the whole reason we're in these islands on a boat. Yeah, and. Doing this island hopping campaign. I think we're close. I think we're, we're, close. close. we're getting close. one, one or two the more bird sessions. Bird has led us into this house. Oh yeah, we got for a bird.
0: Reasons. We have a bird friend. Bird friend. He's a little, little crow. Well, well, I'm not little. He's big. He's like the size of a dog. And he just goes.
1: But it was ah. Oh, that's D and D man. So that's us reminiscing and, and <laughs> That's where we are. Goofy that's our characters. Campaign.
0: uh what should we should create a character now
1: can do, do you, if you want
0: yeah, yeah I'd like to create a character um, so how do we how do you want to do this should we yeah so let's have a look how do you want to
1: do
0: this I'm going to have a look at the Goliath page because I've got that saved on my on my thing um, and then I'm going to start jotting down all the, <clears throat> the the usual things yeah so
1: we're going to be we're going to be building a character and kind of mm. talking a load of nerd stuff you. about the game um, Take a
0: load of your points as well that you've made for your sub sub race.
1: Yes, uh, there's not that much for the Goliath, but yes, you can use. Yeah. them. Um. But we basically are going to do that now. If you want to follow along at home, mm. then there's a couple of things you're going to need. You're going to need I a the handbook. Yes. The player's handbook. You can, get it, right online, you can, can you? get it on PDF online. You can get it on PDF online, and in fact, there is a, f- a free smaller version of this. That is available for free download on the Wizards of the Coast website. Oh, that's for good. D&D. Yes. Uh, it, has, it only has five of the classes. It only has bards, fighters, something else. And it only has like five races as well. It's sort of a limited list in a way. Um, uh, I think it's got like uh, dwarves, elves, men, um, and a couple of other races. Can't remember. Yeah, uh, maybe gnomes I don't know but it's a limited list but you can go and look at it um, it still has all the information you need to build one of those classes that's in there and you can follow along with us the second bit you'll need is a PDF file or a piece of paper of the character sheet for D&D mm. there are a few floating around uh, we're using the latest 5e version yep uh, which version are you using? Are you using just the front page just, or just all three pages? Uh,
0: I can only do one page at a time. But which is fine. I only do the the
1: That's fine.
0: I'll only do that. It's just cool. got all the, the main stuff. Yeah. So class So that's
1: basically what you'll need, guys. Um it, it can all, as I said, all of this can be found online. Right. You can find the PDF of the players' handbook online and you can find a sheet to download for free as a PDF file. Um I think from the Wizards of the Coast website as well
0: yes I think everything basically is on the Wizards of the Coast website so if
1: you want to do that and follow along with us that'd be really cool that'd be cool yeah we'll try and explain this as much as possible it's a bit hard to do it without a visual because obviously we're on a podcast here Mm. but so we're going to be creating a character for for your Ryan here that you want to use whenever we get around to playing my campaign which we're quite a long way off yeah but uh, let's go open the monk page for starters
0: um, oh, I've never really actually thought of the, um, <coughs> the background for my like, Goliath monk to have shall, shall I make him a hermit well
1: I can mm. give you a little bit of world information ok let's do that let's do that so then you can make your decision based upon that mm. um, it's interesting you say hermit because that would kind of fit with what I will tell you but yes um, yes so if you guys have a read through the uh, the D and D players manual, it, it explains everything about what D and D is. The introduction to D and D that they put in the book is probably better than anybody could ever describe it to anyone because it kind of it hashes it out um, in a very simply, simple but uh, informative format. Mm. Um, Actually, right. I'm trying to think. Should
0: I roll the dice first? to get the main character Right, so out. let's
1: do this in an order that it says in the book because yes. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I, I, so, sometimes I just go all over the place. before playing D&D, yes. there's a few things you need to know. You need to create a character. Mm. This character is who you'll be role-playing as. They will be of a certain race that is listed in the book and they will be of a certain class. Mm. Your race is what you are genetically. Your class is what you are as a trade, I guess, as a yeah. Um, well, you wanna... what your talent is yeah are you a yeah so the races that are in the book anyway are dwarf, elf, halfling, human dragonborn, gnome half-elf, half-orc and tiefling tiefling yes
0: and then you've got like the l- other ones which i am got up here which could be there um... are
1: a load of bonus ones yeah, yeah. they're in different books Um. um Ryan's got a list uh, of extra what is the bits. ones um, so we've
0: got whatever that is go up go up go up go
1: up our, our current whatever if you go a up bird. they're all on the list at the top oh are they yeah, on the second page there. Yeah, so you have got okay. the the uh, Ak- k- <laughs> That one. I never know how to pronounce it, but they're basically bird people. Arakakura. A- k- k- go- yeah. Arakakura. And we have got a deep gnome. A deep gnome, which is like a, basically like a dark gnome. They, yeah. They like live in. Darkness. Yeah, they live in the de- the depths of like they're a bit like a, a drow, like a dark elf, but they're for gnomes. Yes. So yeah, uh, they're pretty interesting the, actually. Genocide. Uh, Genasi 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 are like elemental people yeah like water people they're they're basically different coloured humans they're like multicoloured humans that represent different um, uh, different elements you've got like fire Genasi water Genasi air Genasi oh yeah um, yeah that's pretty cool earth Genasi so on and so forth and then last but not least we have the Goliaths the Goliaths which are half giant people yep which I'm going to be which you have decided to be Yes, yes. Indeed I'm going to be Indeed sir Going to be a good um, life And then you've got classes mm-hmm. So Chapter 3 Of the player's handbook Is classes You can be a barbarian Which is what Ryan is multi-classing as
0: Yep yeah, With my character priest.
1: You can be a bard Which is what I am Which is handbook. what you are yes. Cleric Which are healers Druids Are like Shapeshifters uh, Shapeshifters And nature based people uh, Which um, Our friend
0: Again Another mention Gem. She created a character when she was around uh, called liar. She's think. a druid. liar yeah, she's a she's a druid elf. That's very, very cool.
1: interesting. Yeah. Uh, then we got fighter, which is what you started out as. I a fighter. started out as yes. Uh, then we got a monk, which is what we're going to be making today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a paladin, a ranger, rogue, sorcerer, wizard, and warlock. A warlock and wizard. Yes. Those are the classes in the base game. Mm. Um, and the they're the base classes in D and D. Actually, I don't believe that there are any full other classes. Oh no, I lie. There are two that are well. There are two that are on the D and D Beyond, which is another great resource and website mm-hmm. that you should you guys should look into. Anybody listening, um, one of them is a gunslinger variant. Gunslinger for the fighter class, which basically gives you basically either flintlock or revolving guns cool. technology to build uh, it's a really cool class actually and people should check it out, it takes a long time to build because you have to gather the resources to build things um, but and I should mention this I mentioned earlier I watched Critical Role mm. the DM for that, Matt Mercer has done a lot of things since starting Critical Role within the community uh, he just got a book release based on his world actually nice. with Visitors of the Coast but he was the one who came up with the Gunslinger class and the Gunslinger actually is, was featured for the first time, I think, in Critical Role by one of the players who plays the a gunslinger. Um, and it's very cool. It's a very cool class, that's anyway. Awesome. So if you want to introduce maybe guns into DD, that's a way to do it. Look at that. But it's only available on DD Beyond. It's not in the book. No, that's right. It might be in the book for next edition, I think, Gunslingers. But mm. um, and then there's another class entirely called a Blood Hunter that he also invented, which is an official thing on DD Beyond. Nice. Uh, Bloodhunters are like. What's the best way I can describe them they're like bounty hunters wow, sick. but yeah. they're to do with like blood packs and like a little bit of magic mixed up in it but they're pretty cool as well they're a very interesting class um, so that is that anyway so when creating a character for d d there's a few things to consider number one um, race as I said mm-hmm. class and then backstory and kind of who you are as a thing, and thinking about the more role-playing elements. Mm. Uh, but we'll, we'll mention that in a bit. We'll get to some. We'll get to actually choosing our race and class. So Ryan is going to be a Goliath mm-hmm. as his race, and he's going to be a monk as a monk. class, which is awesome. Mm. Awesome. 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 Um, so.
0: How are we gonna do
1: this? We'll we'll follow through like it does in the book. We'll yeah. roll the stuff later. Okay. Um, choose a race. So we'll go to the Dance. race page mm-hmm. and write down everything that you oh. get as a Goliath.
0: As a Giddy Goliath. So
1: you'll see when you come to your uh, when you come to your race page and your and your class page, it will stuff? list a load of traits and abilities mm. that you have. So Goliaths get so get an ability score increase of strength by two. Oh yeah write that in you. so your ability scores for those of you who know if you've got the player sheet in front of you you will see that those are all on the left hand side so for your race your ability score improvement I think every race gets an ability score improvement yeah um, it depends
0: who you choose yeah obviously, obviously where, those, where those go I think that's... humans have one of everything if I am correct by that
1: uh, that's a variant you can take with humans yeah. you can either have two in one and Get the standard human ones, or you can have one in each and take feet, which is pretty cool. That's pretty so cool. So humans yeah. get to take feet, which is yeah. they still don't get dark vision though. So hey, suckers. Um, <laughs> really annoying, really. <laughs> They're not the only class that doesn't have dark vision, but they. did we? We went through it the other day. I think I um, forgot I knew they were. Um, 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 who's the other class that? um Firbolgs. Furborg, who are yes. who are in another book entirely? Mm. Um, which are like. Uh, very tall and gentle cow people. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they also don't have dark vision. But
0: we're going to sort of mix in a bit of Will's world as well. Will's world as
1: well. So, what have you written down for yourself? So, subclass? If we go through all those first. Mm. Um, so, your age is determined by whatever. Yeah, uh, by alignment.
0: Us- uh, Glass society is a clear roles and ta as strong law for bent the glass senses for fairness balance within the emphasis so neutral basically neutral yeah neutral I'll make them neutral I don't have a neutral alignments
1: current. one yeah. of those funny things that you guys might be wondering what alignments are I believe there is a p- page in the players handbook slightly later that explains alignment yeah and kind of what the different ones mean um neutral is obviously in the middle and then you've got Neut- things like neutral, good chaotic
0: yeah good. It's, it's, it doesn't really affect anything stats based but it just no it, it it's would more only... informing
1: on your role playing yeah but right. here's the thing I've always thought about alignment is the way you play the character at the table will change constantly yeah depending yeah, yeah. on the scenario you're in it's very rare in any long campaigns I'd say to get somebody who turns up at the table that just wants to be a chaotic evil character um because it wouldn't really work <clears throat> in in my kind of opinion. It, it would kind of it would create a lot of conflict straight away. Um, most people going into D D for the first time stick with a neutral character because then you can sway whichever way you want to. Yes, which is the best. Simple thing enough. You. Simple enough in it.
0: Uh, like, so I'm looking through it So like Size and age like, I'll probably like, write down In the uh, character <clears> detail <throat> sheet Later on uh, But I've got like Speed is basically 30 Same as most other characters Unless you're Most tiny.
1: standard humanoids Is yeah. 30
0: Yeah uh, Natural athlete You gain proficiency In athletic skill That's very good Natural athlete man, yeah. yeah natural That's athlete um, This is interesting Because it's like Size I'm basically medium But When I want to I don't know drag push do anything that requires a lot of strength i do class as a large which is very useful i could grapple larger enemies and yes stuff like that i could be very good useful in battle um uh, da, da, da. yeah that's called powerful build. powerful build i do have this thing called stones endurance as well so you can uh Basically, if I want to ever decide to not take as much damage I can do. If I get hit, um, I can use a reaction to roll a d12, 12 sided dice, and add my constitution modifier, uh, add it all together, and just reduce that from the number damage that I take. So, I'd say if my my constitution was a 2, and I roll a 12, 12, 14, take that away from the amount of damage I'm taking. And then I can only use that and short rest. Yeah, after I can only use that again like once a day. Yeah, basically.
1: So this is probably where before we get too deep into things. Mm. Everything in D&D is based off of a twenty-sided dice, guys. Yes. D twenty, as it's called for short and purposes. But every roll you make for, let's say you want to make an attack or you want to make a skill check, you want to uh, understand something more, uh, you want to investigate something, all based off of D twenty rolls. And all your skill proficiencies do, is They work out, as we will do in a minute, what modifier you get. Now modifiers are important because they determine what numbers you add or in some very rare cases subtract from your roll of a d20 to determine how successful you are at that particular check or attack. Mm -hmm. We use attack because attack's the easiest one to kind of get your head around. Um, Unless you play the game, you won't necessarily fully get the other rolls. But I mentioned investigation. I think
0: Mm.
1: if you wanted to make, let's say you were looking around this abandoned house that you your adventuring party have stumbled across, and you want to look for some loot because everybody loves loot.
0: Yeah, you make an
1: investigation check. So you you roll a d20. Hopefully you roll high anyway, but then you add your um,
0: the number investigation skill. Yeah, to that. Depend again depending on what race and what class and how good you are what like. benefits
1: you get from your race and class yeah. yes mm-hmm. so, so that's good you get um, athletics as proficient which is good which means he gets to add bonus numbers to it later on which, mm. oh,
0: very good he'll be very athletic especially as a monk that would be very useful what languages do you speak
1: uh, as a common and giant ooh giant's an interesting one there aren't many people who speak giant Yeah. apart from maybe goliaths I think that's pretty cool Goliath and uh, giants yeah Nice
0: mountain born mountain born yeah. it's basically i accumulator accumulated high altitude including elevations above 20,000 feet you're also naturally adapted to cold climates
1: so naturally adapted to cold climates that's very useful yeah so you won't I don't think you'll take winter. any penalties on basically you won't freeze as quickly yeah if yeah. you and your party go to, find yourself in such an area let's go to the Antarctic
0: let's go there Mm. Mm. Uh, but I think that's basically. It's not a lot, but it's it's they're good ones. They're good traits to have. Um.
1: Yeah, not you would you don't get a lot for your race. Um, not 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 any race does get a lot. Um, some races uh, like humans and goliaths are very straightforward. Yeah. Uh, some races uh, like oh, and half elves as well are very straightforward because there's just one version of them. Mm. However, there are. Certain tieflings or sub races and elves that have, uh, not maybe tieflings actually, but yeah, elves for example, or gnomes for that matter, yeah, uh, which I am, have different subclasses. Basically, it kind of subclasses are usually dependent on what sort of elf or gnome you are. So, you could be a high elf, Mm -hmm. so you're slightly more ethereal, you're more intelligent, more intelligent, yeah, or you can be a wood elf. Which you are mm, adapted to the kind adapted to stuff. survival and things like that.
0: And then you have a dark elf, which is like
1: dark elves drow.s Yes, which yeah. are they live in the deep and they're um, they've got increased dark vision up to one hundred and twenty feet. Things but they're off. not
0: good in the light. They're
1: not good in the light. Yeah, penalties in the light. Yeah.
0: So benefits yeah. and disadvantages of everyone
1: choosing a race. Kind of pick a race that you think you might like, and if it's got subclasses, think of kind of or sub races. Sorry, at this point, think about kind of what you would want to play as. Yeah, and that kind of is more inf- informative of your backstory mm. um, which you don't have to write before making a character yeah um, it kind of usually comes after you've made a character um, but yeah so you've got options in some cases so for Ryan well not just for Ryan but for my campaign I thought I'd spruce up Goliath's a bit yeah <clears throat> which I'm very grateful for because I wanted to write them into through discussions that we had actually I came up with the idea of writing them into the world lore a bit yeah so the icy peaks of the northern mountain ranges of Ehadran are an environment that is largely considered inhospitable Hmm. don't you know that is very interesting however it is not just the wild range, uh, the wide range sorry, the wide range of wondrous creatures but also the surprising civilised giants but it's not just the home, I think, I was meant to write in there. This is very scribbled, so do bear with me. Oh, it. no, it's fine. Don't worry. Wondrous creatures, but surprisingly civilised half-giants. They are se- they are a secretive bunch that seem to, to not mind keeping themselves to themselves, but one can't help but wonder if that is in due part to the unkind views of society. Well... Freaks, beasts, it matters not to a Goliath what they are called, as they know that their history runs deep but runs as deep as the foundations of the land. <clears throat> so yeah so this uh, what I've called an Iprios, which is the name of the world I'm creating the Iprios Goliath. So you get to increase your wisdom by one. Woo! One. Yes. And you get some magic because of your ancestry which I'm not going to go into full detail because it's a little bit of a kind of world law information. Mm-hmm. But I will provide more to Ryan as I'm writing. Um, you are able to cast protection from good and evil plus cure wounds just as a standard racial trait. Cool. Which you have learnt through your ancestry. So protection. Protection from good and evil.
0: good at evil and cure wounds and cure wounds
1: nice that's good um, your spell casting modifier is wisdom hence why you get an increase Mhm. Uh, you can cast these the number of times per day equal to your wisdom modifier so once so once at the moment so you can cast one of those two spells per day of your modifier of your modifier yeah so whatever your modifier will be which we'll get to in a minute mm. but yeah so your spellcasting modifier is wisdom Um, you won't need to work out things like a spell save DC because these these don't have um, I'll double check in a minute but I'm pretty sure they don't require anything like that they're just like effect spells that you just touch somebody and it it happens cure wounds for example is just you hear somebody Um, but yeah you get those additional features from my variant so thank you very much that's very useful it is very useful so Not only do you get the constitution increased by one and the strength by two as a Goliath already, you get that wisdom increased by one as well. Because it's important to those little bits of spellcasting that you could do. Mm. So, that's your race sorted. Good. Right, monks. So the race is, is definitely the quickest thing to do. Now we get on to something slightly more complicated, your class. monks. So before every class and race, for everybody listening, uh, there's brilliant, really awesome descriptions that they give of kind of... What each, what class, each is. class is um, gives you a little bit of backstory about what makes that class that class's abilities, um, and then it will walk you through in the book creating this step by step. So if there's a little bit of gaps in kind of what we're doing and telling you over this podcast, you can read them in the book. It fills in all the gaps for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So as a monk, your hit die is one d eight. So hit die is determine your health which is pretty important Um, you can spend them in a short rest to regain hit points if you're damaged or you need a bit of healing uh, and they increase as you level up Um, hit points 8 plus your constitution modifier which we'll get to later later which is good because constitution I've already got a plus 1 ooh Choose one type of artisan tools and one musical instrument.
0: Wait, what? Oh.
1: I just have a tool. What does artisan tool include? Oh, artisan tools include all sorts of things, like tinkerer's tools. Uh, Where is that? What page would that be? It is on the page. Hang on a minute. I'm getting there. It is on page 150. Adventuring gear.
0: Artisan tools. There's a packs. We we'll get there in a
1: sec. Hmm. Might be on a different page, actually. Yeah, that's uh, right. So yeah. Oh, there okay. we go. I'll get that. Um, one five four. Nice. Right. Tools. Oh my gosh, there are quite a lot actually. So Artisan one of tools. them I'll be able to choose. So there's all sorts of gear you get in D and D. So Ryan has to choose basically a toolkit what interests you oh there's so many wow how do you find out oh uh, wow that is a lot and there's a description for everything as well jesus alchemist supplies basically means that you can make potions you're mm. proficient in making potions nice uh, which is quite useful actually because you won't always be able to get your hands on as we are learning now in our campaign, yes. on healing potions so it might be an idea to have somebody who but also kind of at this point with these choices that you get guys it's quite a good idea to kind of think about what kind of what kind of character you are Mm. and what's your what what your backstory might be and what would play into kind of who you are as a character so alchemist brewers calligraphers
0: carpenters i'll be a carpenter i'll be a carpenter monk could be. A clubbers, cooks, glassblowers, jewellers, leatherworkers, masons, painters, potters, smiths, trinkets,
1: weavers, woodcarvers. So you could be any one of these because wow. uh, the Goliaths in my world are, as I said in the, the little preface that mm. they've given, they're very secluded, they keep themselves to themselves, um, they live high in the mountains, there's very much a community feel amongst them, mm. um, and to play into your monk skills, they are very much kind of students of being one with the land and being one with yourself so would the potion potion makers be a good one I think potion maker would be interesting that would be yeah so alchemists supplies Um, which is good because they're actually very expensive in the game to get one so I was thinking where, where do you find out about alchemist
0: supplies Yeah, I might go for that. What was the other one? Uh, it was either that or a musical instrument. Well, I mean, nah.
1: Oh, one musical
0: instrument. Yeah. Great. So that is what I'll have in equipment. Then. Alchemist. Uh, anything else that I could get as a girl, uh, monk? So I'm not proficient in a lot of stuff. So armor, none. <laughs> oh, like that. oh that's you. just the stuff I'm proficient in and I don't actually get it as a um,
1: as a monk I'm just proficient in those tools you're proficient in artisan tools yeah so yeah so you're proficient with a alchemist kit so you'll still have to buy it unfortunately in the world right alchemist kit nope alchemist supplies
0: And then right. I am also a proficient in no armor. Fantastic. Uh, and I am also proficient in only simple weapons and short swords. That's not bad. Then what else am I uh, Saving throws is strength and dexterity.
1: That's pretty good. That's very so things that you're proficient in for the audience listening basically means the things you're good at yeah So and you don't you,
0: really if, need training to get good
1: at if you use anything that you're not proficient in you're going to have less of a bonus on the roles that you make to determine how successful you are at trying to do things mm. um, so each class gets a different list of things that you're good at pertaining to what you do um so you're proficient with simple weapons and short swords as well, which is pretty cool. Mm. Although monks don't really need, don't really need weapons. weapons, but nah. that's good and it's useful to know. Choose two from
0: acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, and stealth. Mm. Well, I'm already proficient in athletics because I'm a giant. Yes. Or well, goliath, even. Uh, so I'm thinking... So that whittles down the list a little bit, which is cool. Mm. Acrobatics, history, insight, religion, or stealth. Well, I'm thinking... I always like to go over f- uh, acrobatics because you never know. You might need it. And I might choose stealth as well. I think
1: well. it would be worth it as a monk.
0: Yeah. I might do stealth as well. Stealth we do use quite a lot as well. So that'll, that'll do that. We do. Mm. Um, That's a good choice, sir.
1: Good choice. Yes. So now, good starting, equipment. starting equipment. So there's a couple of ways you can do this uh, for everybody listening when you get to the equipment section of your class. You can choose predetermined uh, things from what's on the list here mm-hmm. which is usually pretty st- good to go with because it's kind of standard for every class um, or you can instead um, choose something different yeah um, you can go to the uh, the optional rules section of the book and you can basically you get each class gets ex- uh, specific funds that are randomly generated by some dice rolls and then you basically go to the equipment page and you shop for what you want <laughs> based on yes. what you get. Um, but I presume that Ryan's probably going to go with the standard selection. Mm. So I'm just thinking... So What you iron up, you get to choose from any simple weapon or a short sword. To any simple weapon, that is very, very, broad, very broad. So
0: it's any range, simple range weapon, any just simple melee weapon. That's, that's very... Radial. Bloody hell! Bloody hell! Bloody hell! Mate, part of me is thinking the short sword because it's finesse, and you can use your dex mod. Doesn't that mean, or you could use your dexterity as the uh, attack? <coughs> um,
1: is a short sword finesse?
0: Yes, it is. Finesse and light. You can. You can use dex mm. or strength to determine it. Yes.
1: my use strength anyway? That's, that's, well, I was going to say you're pretty good in strength now because you're a goliath so you, you get that bonus which is the, the plus two already before you roll your numbers yeah uh, one, of the, one of the things we will do after we've written down all of Ryan's abilities is we will do some fun stuff which is rolling out his ability scores yeah which he'll put into the boxes on the left hand side mm-hmm. and obviously we'll add on to any of the bonuses he's already got and then mm. we'll determine all of our ability scores which is quite a fun thing to do Really brings the character together. I'm, I'm thinking short sword because that's very versatile.
0: Not actually versatile, like you use double like double hand and stuff so like that. So you can, that, you
1: can, like... have, or you can have any simple weapon, mm. which is a club. Yeah, daggers. I've seen. I already come with ten darts, so that's pretty good. A great club, which you can use two-handed. I'd like to. Um... Or a quarter staff was quite cool staff, that's versatile isn't it yeah one two well you can use it versatile yeah so you can use it two handed which is cool it's bludgeoning bludgeoning damage spears a light hammer thrown, uh, a mace javelin hand axe
0: mm. all very interesting so I'm thinking of do I don't know just maybe s- okay so it's either staff or short sword
1: that's what you're thinking,
0: yeah. Because something versatile is good to have as a quarter staff, and it does bludgeoning, so that'd be good against skeletons. Skeletons take bludgeoning damage. Hmm, what are you thinking?
1: Oh, I don't
0: know. Do you think a quarter staff would be good for others?
1: And go I think the anyway? quarter staff would yeah. be would be quite good. Quarter staff.
0: There we are. Because so.
1: it's versatile. You can whack people over the head. It's kind of the typical monk thing to go with to have a giant stick that you hit yeah. people with. But it's versatile. Um, you can use it, which is good. You can use it one handed, which means you can still get your um, unarmed uh, offhand strikes that you will get as a monk, which is one of the features that I know they have. Yeah. Um, because you, your your main weapons are your fist. You punch things. Mm. So, yeah, you'll get that. <clears throat> darts are 1d4. 1d4
0: damage. Was that? Piercing? Yes,
1: piercing. Yes, they are. Piercing damage. And then, of course, that's. Oh, you get 10 darts. 4. Okay, interesting.
0: 1d. Uh, 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 6 bludgeoning damage. Or D eight.
1: I forgot to say. Disadvantage of having a (laughs) a MacBook. Mm. I just put a star at the end of it and then write it in the box below. Yeah. That's fine.
0: Right. So that's that. I've got that. Do I want a Dungeoneer's pack or an Explorer's pack? I think. I don't know the
1: difference. Dungeoneers. Uh, It's very interesting picking. Different packs for your characters. Because I think, I've I've never honestly done a de- deep dive into what I have. <laughs> yeah, no, neither have I. I don't think we really look at it that much. In our it's not something you look it? at it that much, but actually, in early levels, it's something I would I would re- tip for new players. Don't mm. forget about what pack you have because yeah. there's a lot of useful items in it.
0: I'm thinking as a monk, they'd go more the explorers pack than dungeoneers.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so. So I'm gonna have a
0: dungeoneers yeah. pack
1: the thing is I, it really doesn't matter what pack you get no I'm not going for Dungeons no,
0: no. I'm saying Explorers
1: one of the things that I I think Pete I remember Pete saying is when he made my character he was like you can pick anyone to be honest because they're all pretty much the same
0: they do yeah they do have a lot of the same stuff but maybe it's just sort of because so, like as
1: a um, as a bard you get like a burglar's pack a entertainer's pack or a scholar's pack I think maybe mm. um, but he let me pick the Explorers pack because it's you know so starting out in equipment, being a monk,
0: you don't actually have that much.
1: So it includes uh, a backpack, a bedroll, a mess kit, a tinderbox, 10 torches, mm. 10 days of rations, a water skin, 50 yeah. feet of rope as well.
0: I think all of them have 50 feet of rope. I can't really think of anyone that didn't. Oh, Scholars pack didn't.
1: Scholars pack won't ever open, and uh. priest pack, and a priest pack, and a diplomats pack probably won't, and open. an entertainer's
0: pack. So, uh, so not all. So them. half
1: of them don't, and half of them do. Diplomats, yeah.
0: All right. Okay. So I think that is it for equipment. Yeah, not a lot. So Ab- that's fine. Abilities. So let's go into abilities
1: now. Abilities and traits and whatever. So I have unarmored defense, which is very good because you're not proficient in armor. Hmm. So I'm going to read some stuff out. So once you get past the creating your equipment bit and the D book, it'll list all of your abilities. Uh, you won't get all of them at first level, obviously, because you'll need to level up. Um, oh, tell you what, that's that's good that you've given me a wisdom
0: modifier because un- Unarmored... yeah, unarmoured defence. Uh, so it's your basically your your a armour class, which is basically armour class is
1: what the enemies have to roll in order to hit you. How hard you are to hit. Yeah, yeah how hard. Um, so that's if ten... If you have an armour class of 15, for example, uh, the enemy would have to roll, whoever's attacking you, would have to roll above a 15 to F- hit you. 15 or higher. Yeah. Yeah. If they roll below that, they miss you. Yep. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: Um, so AC equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier plus your wisdom modifier. So it's a good job that I've chosen your thing because I've got an extra, got an extra, extra bonus, bonus there. Yes. Uh, martial arts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Martial
1: arts. Martial arts. So,
0: basically, I can use dexterity instead of strength for attack on damage rolls of your unarmed strength and monk weapons. So, yeah, I could just use my fists. Um, Go on a d4 in place of normal damage for the unarmed stripe. Um, yeah. Use the attack action with your unarmed strength on monk weapon. Your turn, you make. One unarmed strength as a bonus action. Wow, so I can attack a lot of times. And I think that's it for level
1: one. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so if you punch somebody, you get to punch somebody again on your bonus action. Nice. Uh, that'll, go, that'll go into... Um, also, if you hit somebody with your quarter staff, you can also do the same. So if you're holding it in one hand, you can go punch in the other punch. Yeah, that's very useful. So you basically, um, a few classes get to attack twice, but monks get it at first level, nice. which is which is pretty cool, straight off the bat. Um,
0: Sorry about the quietness. Um, yeah. I think that's basically that proficiency bonus is plus two. That's good. It's very good. Bloody proficiency plus two. This is the problem again. Stuff just doesn't come up. ah fine, whatever. Don't don't use a Mac on PDF because it just doesn't work a lot of the time. Anyway, I not even think of a name yeah we'll do that in a bit Yeah, a bit. Oh, should we look at a background as well now because that's all monk stuff
1: so yeah martial arts you yeah, get level 1 and that's pretty much it I think isn't it
0: mm. martial arts and, oh, and the unarmed defence yeah so let's have a look at backgrounds backgrounds mm. so well do I want to be an acolyte what the hell is that Aculite, Aculite, Aculite. not the enemies in destiny obviously not they were shits in destiny just saying um <clears throat> i don't think so nothing nothing's jumping out of me i'm trying to think of like a character what a monk would be charlatan no nope. criminal definitely not a criminal monk Imagine. criminal
1: monk you, uh, you could do i suppose you could be like a ninja are monks normally criminals? No. Exactly. Not typically, but then again nah. it's up to you. Uh well,
0: entertainment note.
1: So there a are old, there's a whole yeah. section on backgrounds in the book, but really you can pick anything that your imagination wants to. Mm. Within reason, please check with your DM before you do.
0: Yeah, you don't wanna overdo anything. Um Not a guy uh, Arson, no. Hermit is definitely the one that is jumping out. Noble. What is a noble? Ooh, noble. Mm. Ooh, noble seems...
1: Could be a noble monk. That'd be. What does is, what is nobles
0: do? I just look at their sort of like proficiencies. So it's history of persuasion, tool proficiencies, one type of gaming set. Language is an extra language. Yeah. Suggested characteristics nobles are born and raised to a very different lifestyle to most people over experience and their personalities reflect their upbringing and noble title yeah I think noble was jumping out as well More that would ones. be really interesting so this out- is the fun oh. bit where you really and then again it kind of... outlander you grew up in the wilds far from civilization.
1: oh that fits perfectly perfect yeah what do you get as an outlander skill
0: proficiencies athletics which I'm already proficient in and survival oh you get survival that's so survival. Cool. survival survival's pretty good uh, choose one type of musical instrument, so I c- <laughs> have that. One language of your choice. Uh, equipment, staff, hunting trap, a trophy with an animal you killed, a set of travelers clothes, and a pouch containing ten gold coins.
1: It's sage. Uh, sage. I believe that Ed has chosen Sage for yeah. his background. You have a, a sailor, which is what Popos is. Oh, that's what I chose, yes. I'm Soldier.
0: A uh, urchin.
1: Mm,
0: no, not action.
1: Okay, so between me, it I think it's either gonna be. Obviously, you can choose. I think it might be. out You can choose. No. Var- there are some variants that um, do exist within uh, the book, but also feel, like discuss with your DM. Sit mm. down and have a chat before you play a game. Yeah. Um, if you're playing just a one shot, or what's called a one shot, which is like a one off two hour game, small adventure, your classic kind of RPG. Um, oh there's a big monster terrorising the village in the dungeon, go and kill it and you do that um, it might be good to stick with one of the pre-determined backgrounds um, if you're doing a campaign like we are then you have more time to flush it out and make it your own mm. and uh, make it part of the world which I will certainly we won't do on the podcast but we will sit no. down Ryan and I and have a discussion about that Um but yeah, what? So you're thinking very much Outlander, yeah?
0: Yes, I think I think Outlander's what I'm going to go for. Athletic survival, survival. One type
1: of musical instrument. <laughs> yeah. So you get to pick. Well that's what I'm proficient
0: in. So, so I don't
1: necessarily have it. Um. Oh, tool proficiency. So you're already yeah. So you're, yeah, you're you're proficient in. So ah, oh, that's so you as a monk, you have got to choose between a musical instrument or. A toolkit to be professional. You just got both, that, just um, got both yeah. anyway. That's good. That's brilliant, that is. Um, right, so
0: athletics and survival, that's what I'm proficient in. And also uh, survival's wisdoms, which I've yeah. gained another thing because of you. Um, you can learn
1: another language of your choice. Nice, right. So what what languages? Where's yeah. the language page? Language page is just beyond this, I think. It's not too far ahead. Too, not too far ahead, no. Ooh. Nope. That's starting GP for people. That's armor. That's weaponry. That's spells. Equipment. It might
0: be before. Uh, Most certainly is before. Right. Let's have a look. Before.
1: I might be wrong. It might be before the races. Yeah.
0: There is wisdom. Yeah. There you go. What languages? What, what languages are there? Right. Stand. Ooh. Ooh. Hello.
1: So. What would your monk Goliath living in the mountains preferably know as uh, a secondary language? Or mm. well, third language, even, because you know giant and um, common anyway.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. got to think. Who are you most likely to
1: come across? Well, the kingdom that you are. Based yes. in is an elv ancient elven kingdom.
0: You might do that one then.
1: So, assuming that there would be some kind of discussion between the two about, um, kind of territory or diplom you know diplomacy of any kind. Co- diplomacy. What am I on about? Dip- diplomacy. I am a, I am a diplomacy. Dip-, um, dip-, dip shit anyway. Uh, but. So, the, the landscape is mainly made up of elves, half-elves, and humans. Mm. Mainly. There is more variation than that since the great fall of the Old Empire, but the Old Empire was elvish. Yeah. So, you, you, the Goliaths would be quite an ancient race in this world. Um, but again, it's really up to you, man. Like.
0: I might do Elvish, because. Yeah? Elvish is quite a. Gnome. <laughs> Gnome. I'm a Gnoblin sorry have you seen that name <laughs> I'm, <a Gnoblin. laughs> I'm not a
1: Gnoblin right. I'm not a Gnelf
0: I'm, a, I'm Gnome. a Gnome sorry everyone we just done you uh, and Elvish right Elvish Elv. Uh
1: right so... interesting. for example Ryan could have chosen Dwarvish because Dwarves do tend to live in the mountains and you may have come across some mm. but yeah no I think Elvish is a good choice Elvish is a good choice Um, so I can definitely um, makes sense something that you would have picked up Um, right hang on
0: what is what what am I what am I what am I in my life Um, so one my choice one type of musical instrument where's the musical instruments what page or 150 again is not
1: it? it's 150 on the equipment page nice Uh, down the bottom where on the left what what? That's oh, no, it's it's yet. on the... it's Yeah, sorry. Next It's, it's the next one after that. Um, it's underneath the, all the toolkits.
0: I'm instruments. so What do I want? Um, What would a guy in the mountains play? Bagpipes. I mean, you can have the bagpipes if you want.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, a horn. Oh, a horn might be quite cool. A horn would be cool. I have a horn. Horn. Uh, so a viola. Well, viol is, I guess, a type of violin. Um,
0: now, a horn would be cool. A schwarm. So, is obviously a
1: pan flute. I'm proficient in it. I don't actually have it. Horns. Lyra, lute, flute. You're proficient in it, but you don't actually have I don't, it. I don't actually have it. I see.
0: Right. What else have I got? Well, I mean, you can... So, equipment. I have staff. I have a hunting trap. This is so cool.
1: You have a staff. Well that can be a quarter staff so that can kind of blend into one can't it? Yeah. I wouldn't imagine you'd carry two sticks around. You could do if you wanted to. Maybe the other staff has some importance. Again it's up to you. Um, That's the the great thing about this is you can weave kind of you know a lot lot of people play D&D just on the face of it and that's fine and that's great and it's fun but for somebody like me, especially now I'm building a world, I really appreciate the storytelling elements and uh, the kind of role-playing aspect and the, the world-building that you can have from just little details like that. You have a staff, maybe it means something, maybe it's engravings on it, you know. All this kind of stuff. Mm. All adds up.
0: A, a pouch, pouch containing trap, a trophy
1: of an animal that you've killed. What is that, ten gold pieces? Today? A set of traveller's goals and a pouch containing ten we gold We could pieces. quickly try and determine how much money I've got as well uh that is one. no that yeah. is ed made the same mistake i need to tell him actually this is for if starting equipment if you want to buy equipment rather than taking the standard stuff uh... this determines how much money you have to buy stuff because we added it up as an elf or no as a wizard he gets like like 200 gold it's ridiculous so yeah it doesn't make any sense for you to start with that much money yeah um, basically, what that is, is for if you choose the variant where you don't take the standard equipment and you want to buy your own stuff. Okay. Basically. So you, you, you roll those dice, you add that up, and that's how much you can spend. Okay. And then obviously you'd have anything left over that you could put into your pouch. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, um, so I'll yeah. just uh, start off with 10. <clears throat> so you start off with 10, yeah. Uh, I think that's all Which, for the outliers. To be honest, everybody starts with 10, maybe except from like a lawmaker who has maybe slightly more. A noble has twenty-five gold, for example, obviously because he's a noble. Um, mm. Hermit only has five gold because it's a hermit. Um, I do believe that, that is
0: everything. Oh, hang on, martial arts is one d four on it. Yeah, one d four. One d four. Um, I do believe so. So, sh- what's next, Mister Dungeon Master?
1: And the gnome. Oh, sorry. I just, <laughs> I've got that in your head. You've now, done man. that, so I think we better roll some stats, don't we?
0: Yep. Right. As a... As a monk... I mean... It says Dexterity is your highest ability score, followed by Wisdom. Hmm. This is going to be hard, because... Always
1: oh, the on the quick build thing. Yeah, the quick build is always a good idea to um.
0: It, yeah, that's that's what it, 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 get a feel um, for the
1: character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, wisdom is you've got some spell casting that uses wisdom and also all of your on armor defense relies on dex and wisdom. So, yeah, so I think dex and wisdom would be good. Cuz I got 2 in strength anyway, constitution I got yeah, one that's already. Good from the so, constitution you got the one. Yeah, you won't be needing charisma and you probably won't be needing intelligence, intelligence yeah. Um, uh, because you're more wise I'm, than you are intelligent. I'm proficient in strength in same
0: throws and dexterity, so yeah, I think dexterity is...
1: Dexterity and wisdom is what I'm... Uh, Let's roll some numbers first. Roll some numbers. Can, um, right. So, the way you do this, guys, ability scores, it explains it in the book, but I'll do a quick overview. To determine your the six numbers on the left-hand side of your character page, your mm-hmm. um, your uh, skill scores, Um and therefore that determining all of the other little boxes that are right next to it to the right-hand side, Mm. which we'll get to in a minute, and also determining things like your... Starting hit hit points. Starting hit points, starting armour class, Mm -hmm. and your initiative and other important things. Um, You need to roll some numbers. So we do this six times. You can take the standard ones that they've got in the book, which are pretty good. There is a standard list of six if you want to just quick build it. Or you can roll 4d6... Six mm. times, like we're going to
0: do. No, And take do. the three highest numbers. Right. So, first one, lads. Here we go.
1: Oh, ho, ho. Well, we're I really dropped all the one, ones that I drop on the floor. That's a six, five, and five, though. Jesus Christ. Because that's pretty darn good. Yep, yeah, so wow, six, whatever. five, and five. So, what's that, sixteen? That's a sixteen to start, ladies and gentlemen. That's a good start. That's a very really, good
0: start. really, really good. It's commentating on football. And here we go. <laughs> He's going to shoot the top bins. Six, three, and two. Right. That's not bad. 6 it's 11 yeah not bad could be bad sorry. Could be, yeah. I could probably use that on the strength because I got plus 2 so what 200. you
1: basically do guys is when you're rolling these numbers you roll them all and then you choose which number the top number 3 to go, you choose the top 3 dice and that adds up to the number and then you choose which numbers you want to put where in your ability scores yeah bearing in mind of any modifiers that you may already have and also what you're going to need for your class mm. so as Ryan said wisdom and dex are probably the two that he's going to focus on mhm um, for me as a bard, Charisma, because that's my spellcasting modifier. Yes. So all of my spell saves and stuff are determined you... through that. People can sort of average them out.
0: but Which is doesn't... kind of what
1: I've done as a bard.
0: You've, you accidentally did that,
1: I would have Yeah, said. but it kind of also plays into bards being kind of jacks of all trades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also... It depends on how much you want to RP it. If you want to go for the biggest stats for the game purposes, then you want to probably go with what it suggests. Yeah. Um, but if you feel that your character would be more intelligent for some reason, because maybe they're a teacher mm. or a student,
0: being, then you can do that.
1: Being a Goliath in the mountains you wouldn't be that intelligent. You'd, you'd be very, wise. You'd be very wise, yes, because you're you an ancient be. race. Yeah. Um, charisma, you'd be you'd be charismatic, but you wouldn't be overly charismatic. Yeah. You'd be more hardy. and. This is, this is definitely you'd be a little bit more seriously focused about things. third one that's a good roll as that's well that's one 6, 5 and 4 that's 15 15 mate that's a 15 these are very good rolls they're all above 10 so far Yeah. touch wood
0: my desk is wood so that's good right so 3 done 3 to go let's go and oh, I've dropped one again that's a 6 and a 5 six though 6 and 5 and a 1 and a 1 wow uh, that's uh, fucking shocking 12 though still 12 I was about to say that's shocking but it's not really
1: it's not that bad no yeah
0: so, These are good rolls so far, Ryan. So and you, but don't more. forget
1: you got the modifier, so this is going to be a good. Character this could be role. very meaty,
0: good. right? So five, and a four. Six, five, and four. Fucking hell, man! Five,
1: nine, 15, Fifteen again. Fifteen again. This is mad. right. You so good once
0: rolling, more. Things. This is going to be a very meaty character. Do no Here we go. Six. Oh my word. Four and a one. Right, so eleven again.
1: Eleven again. So, so you got all over ten, which we,
0: is brilliant. We know where. Intelligence and Charisma's going. 11 and 11. 11.
1: Um, you'll probably also see in the book, guys, just so I'll mention it while I'm here, well, before we get into how to calculate modifiers, mm. um, there's another variant. You can make custom ability scores where you use a point system to buy numbers. You buy numbers? Yeah. So you have 27 points to start, a little bit like your coinage, and then you buy different ability scores based on that. Ah. so you can have it says here for example this enables you to have if you wanted three eights and mm. three fifteens mm. fifteen being the highest number you can get obviously if you roll them you can you get bet. higher because you've got a sixteen now. you can have, you
0: can have higher and also but that does mean you have a chance of getting every single one as like eight yes it's very so. true so
1: you can leave <laughs> it up to chance like we've done and chance yeah. is on our side yes so charisma is eleven intelligence is eleven so now it's to so put. you put the two lowest in the two that don't matter. That's really good. That's good. Oh, this is going to be good. Yes. So Dex, you don't have any bonus for. Mm. So
0: I'm thinking putting the lowest on twelve in strength.
1: Yes, because you get the plus two bonus, which would make it a fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, that's a probably good idea. That's
0: because Goliath should be
1: somewhat strong. Yeah. As well, somewhat. Yeah, you're strong. going to be strong as a Goliath. Yeah. Um, as a monk, you can use Dex or Strength actually for your attacks. So that's good
0: actually i've just had a thought i've just had a thought because what i tried to do this with my previous characters i'm looking at the yeah so if i put the 12 and the 2 that will go up to a 14 so it would just get in the modifier of plus 2
1: yeah so your your ability scores and your proficiency bonuses that you add guys are all determined by this scale so the numbers obviously being 1 to they go up to 1 to 30 uh, 1 to 30 in the book although you won't get ability scores that high until very late game when you are granted them by your DM yeah naturally you go up to 20 yeah um, obviously because it's the it's 1 to 20 on a D20 oh look e- at that e- it all adds up that's how it works up. yeah and your modifier is determined by what number you have and you look in the book on the table it'll tell you so 0, zero is 10 so Ryan has rolled everything above a 10 which means he's got a plus I modifier I'll tell,
0: tell, tell you what if I put the two fifteens in the constitution and wisdom it, I'd have 3 at 16
1: yes you would and I think that's probably the best idea
0: yeah because if I go to 17 it's still being a plus 3 so yeah and then I'd have 3 16 that i tell you what I don't think I could have gotten better
1: that is that's bloody good that that's is. very good what so that? that's plus three so your your strength is plus two for the modifier um, there's a big argument on well not an argument but there's a bit of kind of mutual dispute online of which where do you put the numbers do you because on the official guide on D&D it, on Wizards of the Coast it says to put the big number the 14 for example for your strength in the small circle and put the modifier in the big box
0: oh I, I think it that.
1: personally looks better if you put it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes more sense. to Personal preference. So, yeah. How do you work out armor class? Armor class is for you. Is it constitution. It's it's ten plus your dex modifier. If ha- I'm not wearing armor, however, you have unarmored defense, which changes it slightly. That's bloody good. Which I believe you, you add your wisdom modifier as well. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm actually going to get so. So I think your your armor class is sixteen. <laughs> Straight off the bat, <laughs> with no armor on, which is good. So, but it's like if I was to put armor on, that could go down. Uh, you would have to get proficiency in it because you have no proficiency in any armor. Which mm. means if you put the armor on, I basically, if you're lazy. not proficient in certain things and you put them on, like weapons and armor, you have disadvantage on the roll. Which basically means you roll two, you take the lowest one, and you want at home. Um, you have less chance of doing damage or being protected. Mm-hmm. Um, you can change that by taking a feat. We won't get into feats today, but no. there are things you can do to make yourself pre- prevalent in armour. Um, but you won't get the extra bonus of your wisdom modifier. Yes. Yeah. Unless you get heavy armour, which as a monk, why are you going to get heavy armour? You're meant to be light and moving around. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 16 is pretty darn good, you know. That's,
0: I'm, I'm well happy at that. That's Imagine me getting good. a shield
1: as well. That is pretty good. You could, oh, you could it wouldn't work.
0: Shield. While you're... Are wearing no armour and not
1: wielding a shield ah there we and go so I'm you don't get on. the extra bonus
0: no right so now need to work out our obviously hit
1: um, you can increase your because it's your, your wisdom and your uh, dexterity score you can in just increase those on your level up as you level up to increase your AC so you, you can get it up without having to get proficient in armour and do yeah. all sorts of funky stuff um, your initiative is plus three because it's your dex mod again. Dex that. Dexterity That's mod good. That's is already better than Proofers. Three, which is already better than me or Proofers. <laughs> and we're level eight characters. Level seven first characters. Eight plus your constitution modifier. Eleven. 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 Eleven.
0: Good meme. Um, Pretty standard. I think... Is that everything? Oh no, we have to do these ones as well. Right, so... Now we're working out the saving throws and the skills
1: modifiers. So when you're proficient in something, mm. we should probably say, when it says you're proficient in a skill, for you, for example, you're proficient in strength saving throws. If you click the little dot that is to the left-hand side of the box and the name of the skill, that signifies you're proficient. So not only do you add your modifier from the big boxes, mm. you add the proficiency bonus, which is above it, which is plus two. So two plus two one. four. And dexterity is plus five. Oh, she's good that for dexterity sensors. And then, then the rest are just the modifiers for
0: the different things. Three intelligence, zero. I am not intelligent at all, but I'm wise. Very wise man. Not, not, not very charismatic as well. So now we go into acrobatics, animal handling, arcana, athletics, deception, history, insight, intimidation, investigation, medicine, nature, perception, performance, persuasion, religion, sleight of hand, stealth, and survival. Oh, whew. yeah, a lot. There's a lot in there. So I am proficient in four of them. You're proficient in four of them. Mm, that's very good. So then to work out acrobatics, acrobatics I'm and athletics
1: that. are two very good ones to be pro- proficient yeah. in. I think just for everyone, for everybody, yeah. Let alone a monk. Um, Stealth's pretty good as well. Stuff
0: is, yeah, those are the amazing three important. that we always use as uh, those sort um, of checks,
1: or insight and perception as well. Yeah, which I am very. In. Hmm. How do you work out uh, passive passive wisdom or passive perception? Right, so do the. I would do the skills first. So okay, yeah. let so. acrobatics. Sorry. So dex modifier plus proficiency. So that's point five. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, yes. Yes. Sorry. The, yes. It perfect, is at this level. Uh, yeah. I was thinking your proficiency was three, but it's not. It's two. So yeah. sorry.
0: Arcana intelligence is zero. Athletic strength. So is two four. Exception is charisma so that's zero. Intelligence zero. Wisdom three. Charisma zero. Intelligence zero. There's a lot of zeros. Wisdom three. Intelligence zero. <laughs> Jesus
1: man. Wisdom three There's a lot of straight rolls you're gonna be having. Yeah. Charisma zero
0: charisma 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 there's a lot of charisma to be
1: honest though with one level up you can move your intelligence and charisma both up to plus one so you can get a benefit in them at least yeah Uh,
0: dexterity is three and dexterity
1: five survival five but it's fine because the zeros that you've got here are things like deception history insight intimidation investigation things that you wouldn't have as somebody living in the mountains so it plays into your RP very much as well yeah. that you've got the certain stats and you, have. you know if you're going to be
0: in a party in London and Dragons you might have someone that is good in all them so you just get them to do it it's
1: the thing about exactly. parties man yeah it's working a team a game
0: work in a party that's completely different to you uh, I do believe oh uh, attack bonuses and stuff like that um, how do we work
1: them out again attack bonus so your attack bonus for everybody is is um, it uh, depends on well. Let me let me get the weapons page up here. Depends yeah. on what stat you use. Most weapons use the strength modifier. However, if it's a finesse weapon or a certain thrown or ranged weapons, uh, you can use your dexterity modifier. Nice. Um, but so, for you, you can use either because you're a monk. So so just use my first one. So we plus three for monk weapons for anything that the classes. Three plus three. It's also three. you are proficient in them. Yeah. So it's plus your proficiency bonus for all those attack rolls as well. So it's plus five for everything. Oh, yes. I'm forgetting that. The three from your dexterity and the two from your proficiency bonus. And that would be the same for the damage type as well. And then the damage is only dexterity. Nice. So, yeah. So plus three for all those. That is mad. That's crazy. That's that's really that's good very base good. build for level
0: one. Um. I believe. Right, so passive wisdom, passive perception so is that's
1: ten plus whatever your perception is. Thirteen.
0: Yeah. Oh, if I can put that. Oh, right. Well, it's thirteen. PDF ain't working again, but whatever. Um, I do believe that's it. I just need to think about. Just need to think about a backstory
1: now. But that's backstory that's and pretty much a character
0: That's my character done. He's looking very good. So I, I hope this was well.
1: relatively easy to follow. Yes. I hope it was vaguely interesting for people.
0: Should we think of a name?
1: Oh yes, do that as a last should thing. Should yes. we think of a
0: name? It wasn't, wasn't name. It was my character. He's a Goliath. Oh, actually, uh, to Goliath names, it says on this PDF, um, every Goliath has three names. A clan name, a nickname, and a birth name. Well, there we go. Mmm. So, I'm not good with names. So what was the one I said earlier? Zainus. Thanus.
1: Thanus? You want to be called Thanos? Uh, That'd be cool. No, good.
0: No, it's two on the nose of Thanos.
1: You can make it one of your clan names so it would be the name that you're not widely known as but your clan name would be... Nickname.
0: I might just stick with the one name. Um, But yeah, it's sort of like it's these PDFs and what they've got. It's...
1: You, you're,
0: you could have them you could choose to have them but you don't have to
1: yeah always everything in the book is um, there's a load of suggestions all, yeah. all the time it'll suggest names it'll suggest for each class it gives you as we read out earlier the quick build for each class telling you which stats to make your highest yeah. but obviously your backstory is one of the great elements about D&D and uh, the RP aspect and you can play that up um, as much as you want you know so do your own research on a cool name that you think you might know um, whether you have just a single name or a surname, or. I am
0: um, just looking on a name generator, but then. Hmm, so. Right. I am looking for a Goliath, 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 Goliath. Is that it? Ah! Jesus Christ, that long. Wow. Storm the Gore.
1: Storm the gore. Storm
0: the Gore. My own names. Uh, so We've come up
1: with a Cavarian. Uh, a random generator here. Uh, well, some of these names are just. Kluumuluan.
0: K- K- K-
1: <laughs> Zanan.
0: Tree watcher. Tree-, tree watcher. tree watcher. Tree watcher. It's like drink water.
1: <laughs> Vijak. Danny, watch tree watcher. Jesus. Uh, Zadath. Ooh.
0: Zadath. somebody's name Thorhack Urgmith Urgmith Vegathag I love this Vanath
1: Garok Tharin's quite cool Tharin Tharin. that's very uh, that's very Tolkien that is-esque Tharin Tharin would be the if I don't find a better name I'll use that Tharin
0: Garok Garok again Orkan
1: Zupath. Um, Tupath. Gagan.
0: Packing. G- Zarian. Hmm. Talpeth. Ganak. <laughs> Just saying names oh, now. I think um, I might go with Tharan. Tharan? Tharan's a good one. Tharan. Tharan. Yes. So my character's name is Tharan. Tharin, Tharin. It was Tharin, wasn't it? Tharin, yeah. Tharin, the Goliath Monk. Welcome to the D and D world. We've done. That's it. a good name. I like that. That's a good, I like that. I like that character a lot.
1: That's gonna be good. It's that, gonna be a long time until we're playing my campaign, but. Um, it's there. He's there now. He's in the wings. We've rolled him up. Mm. And Tell just you. for a, a quick dip into, because we might as well, because I gave you spells to cast. Yes. So what's your wisdom? Three. Three. So you can cast three spells a day out of those two. That's ridiculous.
0: What is protection from good and evil?
1: I'm, I'm just getting it up. What so is you, that? you already know cure wounds mainly because it's something that I cast quite you a do, lot. You do. You do moss. quite a lot. Yes. So I'm always healing you guys from running straight into battle and I'm getting wounded. <laughs> it's a low
0: fog, man. <laughs> um,
1: so for those of you that don't know the game, cure wounds is one of the main one of the main healing spells in the game.
0: Yeah. It's there touch,
1: are isn't it? It's touch. Yeah. I just touch
0: myself and keep on healing myself. Yeah.
1: Creature you touch regains hit points equal to one d eight plus your spell casting modifier. Oh, so one so d eight plus three for
0: you. One d eight plus
1: three. That's good. That's pretty good. Healing increases. This doesn't matter for you because you you c- you can only cast them at level one. Um, yeah. Although I may I may change these things. I may change it so yeah. that the level of Cure Wounds goes up with your character level. Yep. Yeah. Um, instead of a spellcasting level. Um, but yeah, increases by a D8. It's good. It's a pretty, which pretty is, good base. Which is good. It's a good one.
0: That could cure me instantly. Uh, like the, if I was... the two
1: main healing spells in the game are that one and Healing Word, which is a ranged version of it. Which, yeah. which doesn't do quite as much healing, but you can do it from 30 feet away. Um, protection from good and evil, sir. Sir! Yeah. Um, is... Again, kind of feeding into the backstory that I've still got to write down for the giants and the Goliaths of my world. Um, protection from good and evil. One action touch. It's a concentration spell for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah.
0: Ah. Sorry, just put in with stuff. So, it's a concentration spell. Concentration.
1: Concentration. Touch. Touch. Takes one action to cast again, like gear wounds. Yeah. Um, Until the spell ends, one willing creature that you touch has protection from certain types of creatures: aberrations, celestials, elementals, fae, fiends, and undead. The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of those type types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. So disadvantage on attack rolls. You could also cast this on yourself because it's a touch spell. Yeah.
0: From specific creatures. Yeah. Nice.
1: Also, if that target has already been charmed, frightened or possessed by the enemy... Um, the target gains advantage on the next saving throw for the relevant effect nice so yeah basically it protects you from good and evil nice yeah it's cool it's a very useful spell to have and it's built into your character that's very good so yeah a bit of healing and a bit of protection yeah that'd be very useful to have so Obviously, Ryan will not be able to cast them at higher levels because he's not a spellcaster of any kind.
0: Mm. And I but think it's my with, way of kind uh, of
1: homebrewing these classes. With
0: being a monk as well, at higher levels, you can get some really meaty stuff. Meaty, meaty stuff at a monk. You like, can I think, um What's the one that I saw? That was really stupid. Well, not stupid, but really funny. It's like you can't take fall damage or something like that. Yes, it's yeah, you just, have like cat's
1: agility. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, deflected missiles, uh, slow mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, We're going catch fall.
1: arrows and stuff as well.
0: You can use your reaction when you fall to reduce any form of damage you take by an equal amount to five times your monk level. That's that's really good. Could have been useful the other day when that guy was just there and he just could have jumped down and grabbed him. Um, get an extra attack at fifth level. That's
1: very good. Especially when I have a bonus action as an attack. So, that's so yeah, pop, pop. Yeah. Unarmed strike. Mm. Thing is about your unarmed strike is it has to be chained in with your attack.
0: Yeah. So it's good that I've got a that So the
1: extra attack actually grants you four attacks per turn. Mm.
0: Because you can
1: hit offhand. Hit offhand. That's, as a monk. Yeah, monks are cool. Monks, monks are, are very cool. Good. They're like... Kind of like a rogue. They're like a kind of rogue-fighter hybrid. Yeah. With some interesting things. You get key points. You get evasion. You, you get stunning spend, strike. Spend key points to do all these different... Uh, step of the wind. You can at, dash as a bonus.
0: At 10th level, you're just... you. You're not immune, you are immune to disease and poison. You just can't be poisoned. Are, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's very useful. Wow. Anyway, right. Anything else in your Dungeons and Dragons world? I think that's it. I'm very world? interested for
1: those of you listening, if you want to send a comment in or anything, to see whether you went along with us and built a character yeah, vision or how easy it was to follow. or What jumped out at you when we were describing specific characters and.
0: Like, did you. Did you have a laugh when we were describing our world. Like, are you interested in trying to give DD a go?
1: Hopefully, this is just an eye opener to um, a different world. And, yes. Uh, Be a imaginative. Be a imaginative. game that is really awesome. And if you get the time and the uh, the opportunity to, have a go.
0: Yeah, I very much recommend it. Good fun. Yes, so, very good front. thank you, everybody, much so for listening. I can't even speak today. Jesus. Um, if you'd like to give us. some of your thoughts again so it's at cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com uh yeah just send us uh you know give us give us some feedback did you like this episode um have you got a question that we could answer on the pod um if you want to give us a review on itunes spotify or soundcloud that's the three platforms we're on at the moment um you can do please give us a five star it'd be it'd be nice even if you hate us useful I say that every time but it's good Um, (laughs) yeah uh, thank you very much for listening Um, stuff is yeah everything's in the description hope you had fun and we'll see you very soon stay safe everybody yeah stay safe in the isolation period
1: yeah
0: play D&D as your yeah there we go play D&D it goes round and roundabouts this is perfect do more research on it yeah play some
1: D&D with your housemates or whatever exactly right Goodbye, guys. See you very soon. Yeah, see ya.